<laughs> morning. Good morning. And welcome to Don't Feed the Artist Deep Dive, baby. We're back. I'm Hagen House Shield. I'm Dave. We're back to talk about music. <laughs> uh, this week we are talking about Paramore. Paramore. Hell yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, did you Did you have fun with this? I did have fun with it. I had fun. I think you had more fun than I, I had. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I have too many things to talk about. I, I honestly, su- I think subconsciously I didn't write as many notes because I know that you're going to have a lot of notes. I mean, yeah, I, I think that I think that it just, you, I think you retain things better anyway about that stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, let, let, let you ready to dive in. Ready yeah, to, let's, to, let's get, let's get in there deep. You ready to, yeah, let's get in there deep. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so I, I actually want to start off by just saying, uh, so I started to listen to the first record and I got through it and I was like, cool, I guess I'll start, uh, doing my research and learning about the band and the history. And then I was like, wow, I really wish. Uh, we picked a different band. <laughs> and by we, you mean me. Yeah, I wish you picked a different <laughs> band because, uh, wow, fuck that. Like, I enjoyed listening to the music in the end, but this was a pain in the ass because it's just teenage drama. I watch a lot of television, like shitty television dramas. You watch I, Glee. I watch Glee. I watch Grey's Anatomy. I like those shows. Did you watch, um, what's that, what's that Canadian show? Degrassi. Degrassi. I did not watch Degrassi. No, I didn't. I I just I watched snippets of Degrassi, but I was never like in, into it. Mm. Uh, so I I like teenage drama. I'm in it, but this was just exhausting. This was just like, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ. So uh, the there have been way too many members of the band. So I'm just gonna call it. At the members of Paramore are Haley Williams. Okay. You wouldn't <laughs> say Taylor is. Uh, he becomes one, but let's just say for the all of Paramore. It's just Haley. It's just Haley. Well, and that was the way it was originally supposed to be. Right. So uh, at, at the age of 13. Too young. Yeah, way too young. Uh, how old, I wonder how old Bieber was when he started. Uh, when they found him? Yeah. Well, I think When they found him, I think he was, he had to have been like 16 or something like that. It's he, crazy. He's around my age. Um, so, when, so Haley was 13 when her family moved um, to Tennessee. And uh, she started meeting a bunch of people. Uh, she met sp- specifically Zach and Josh Farrow, um, who eventually will become very important members to this story. Mm-hmm. Um, she meets them at like a supplemental like homeschool group thing. She then starts taking voice lessons as she's like you know meeting people. And she, I guess she was a musician as a kid anyway. Mm-hmm. Starts taking voice lessons with Brett Manning. Did you read about this guy? No, I didn't. Holy shit. This guy has taught Taylor Swift, Keith Urban, Luke Bryan, Miley Cyrus, uh, and multiple casts of Broadway performances, such as Les Mis, Jekyll and Hyde, and Elton John's Aida. So I wonder if she sought this guy out or if she just happened I, to meet him. I think her parents sought him out. Oh, rich kid. I think, I think the whole thing with her is that her parents did every, like her parents were the ones that were pushing the whole thing. I would, I would not have guessed Luke Bryan ever took a vocal lesson in his life. Yeah, with this incredible fucking vocal coach. Well, it doesn't always work. <laughs> Uh, the next thing I have in my notes is, wow, I'm already so tired. <laughs> Did you literally write that down? Yeah, that's that that's down. golden. Um, <laughs> um, 
so then she meets a, a bass player named Jeremy Davis. They uh, they form a, a, a funk cover band as thirteen year olds, which sounds disgusting. Um, so then uh, everything starts to happen for Haley. She gets signed to Atlantic Records, and she's thirteen, fourteen, maybe at the time for specifically a solo career. Right. Which again, too young. <laughs> too young. Way too young. But it also foreshadows the lineup of the band. Well, yeah, kinda. So like they 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 signed her as the intention of having her as like a pop singer. Just like be a top forty, like that's what we want you as. And she stood her ground, I don't know with how much help from her parents, mm-hmm. but she stood her ground and said, No, I, I don't want to do that. I want to be um uh, an alt rock performer, which is very teenager to do, just yeah. like throw a fucking fit, you know. <laughs> uh, a, a quote from an A and R Atlantic person was: "She wanted to make sure that we didn't look at her as some straight top forty pop princess. She wanted to make sure that she and her band got the chance to show what they can do as a rock band writing their own songs." Uh, so, I mean, at least they, you know, eventually, whenever that quote was said, there was some respect there. It was said by Steve Robertson. Um. So, yeah. So, are you ready to dive into one of my segments that I have for us for this? Well, I'm so excited to know what the segments are. I've got, I only have two, really. Uh, so, this is, this is where we start to do uh, lineup checks. Okay? <laughs> so, uh, at the end, of, at the end of, of every album, we'll, talk, we'll do a lineup check. Okay. Uh, this is the beginning of everything, so we got to start somewhere, right? So, yes. Lineup check. Josh Farrow and Zach Farrow, the Farrow brothers. Farrow plays uh, guitar, and he does backing vocals. Uh, Zach Farrow plays drums and eventually does backing vocals, I believe. Uh, Jeremy Davis, who we mentioned earlier, uh, is the bass player. And then Haley Williams' neighbor, Jason Bynum, becomes the rhythm guitar player. Mm. So that's what we got right now. We have the Farrow brothers, we have Jeremy Davis, and Jason Bynum. This is before their first record. This is before they've recorded anything and before, like, honestly, like a lot of deals even went down. Mm. Uh, we'll get into it like later down the road, but there was a lot of like behind the scenes shit that happened at this moment. Okay. So, um, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes was from Jeremy Davis saying, now keep in mind, they're all young. I don't know how old Jeremy Davis was during this, but he wasn't, he couldn't have been that much older than the rest of them. The the drummer was 12. Right. So that's, that's the quote I have is Jeremy says, I had very, very little faith in everyone in the band because of their age. Uh, I remember thinking this is not going to work because this kid is way too young. <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? How old were you? Like, you must have been what two years? Which I guess when you're that age, when you're like 14, I guess 14 and 12 are pretty different. But I don't know. I don't remember either of those ages. I I, I remember 14, but I don't remember thinking I was much older than a 12 year old. But I mean, I also could not. Rem- I mean, I could be misremembering. Mm. That's uh, a nice word. Misremembering. That's a good one. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we're about to get to the first album finally, but first uh, they uh, decide to not release directly through Atlantic. They decide to release through a label called Fueled by Ramen. Worst name for a label ever. Also, this label is described as like a niche label. Do you know who else is signed to that label? No. Uh, I'll give you only one of them, and you're going to go, this is not a niche, small label. You think <laughs> it's Panic at the Disco. Okay. It's not. This is this is just <laughs> another label that Warner Brothers or whatever company owns, whatever the, the, the parent company is, because they own Atlantic, and then they're related to whatever. 
very niche. Exhausting. Um, so now we get to music. <laughs> Finally, this is going to be a long episode. I think strap in. I think I'm getting through it pretty quick. <laughs> I'm trying to just read through <laughs> this so we can actually talk about something. Oh. Uh, okay, so then the first album comes out. All we know is falling. That comes out in 2005. 2005. There were ten songs. Uh, the singles were Pressure, Emergency, and All We Know. Uh, the album was uh, very mixed reviews. <laughs> very, very mixed reviews. <laughs> I think I, I think there's like a chance that some of the people reviewing it didn't want to be mean to kids. Right. But uh, some of them were pretty mean to the kids. <laughs> but they should be because you get in, if you're going to be in that industry, you need to be able to have take criticism it. and yeah. take it. That's very true. And you're going to get criticism. Well, and they, they got a lot of credit for how talented they were. Because if you listen to that first album, I mean, it, it is rough, but I mean, they were really talented. They mm-hmm. sounded great at that age. So they must have been like, if it was 2005, must have been like 15 at this point. Um, around all, I guess the drummer was probably 13. Um, wow. That's so young. It's super young. I wonder how much studio magic went into it. Well, so that's something that, again, we'll get into a little bit later with Josh Farrow's thing that he wrote when he exited the band. But he talks about in that how um, they uh, basically they recorded all the stuff and the label was like, this is trash. (laughs) I want to hear those. Told told Haley Williams and her management that that she had to fire the band. Oh. So there's a whole, that's a whole other side of it is like what happened when the Farrow brothers quit, which that's later down the road. Yeah, we'll get there. The, uh, what happens when they get to Orlando to record the record, Hagen? Uh, Jeremy Davis, the bass player, quits the band. (laughs) Almost immediately. Quits the fucking band. Uh, so, but it is interesting because they theme the album around that, which is perfect for teenagers to like have a theme like that, you know? Yeah. The album cover is with the the empty couch you can see the shadow in it walking, walking away. away it's, it's so supposed, cool it's him yeah. it's so cool so the this is a weird thing i don't know if you saw this but uh almost every song is produced by a different producer i i was gonna because I, I like to name the producers and i looked mm-hmm. at all of the producers on it and i was like well, i'm not gonna name all those people no i'm i'm sitting i i only have a couple written down and it's only because they ended up mixing some of the songs too but uh Still, I'm not going to read them all off because there's too many. There's too many fucking people who did yeah. this. Uh, so they replace uh, Jeremy Davis uh, with a guy named Lucio Rubino, who is from a band called Storyside B, and he just performs bass. He's, he's just a studio guy. Mm. Okay, so um, he only performed bass on. Or he performed bass on every song except one. Uh, the way the writing worked for them for the most part in these early stages was Josh Farrow, the older of the Farrow brothers, the guitar player, wrote most of the music, and Haley Williams wrote most of the lyrics, which mm. with the two of them sort of like working together on certain aspects of it. Did they get the credits? I believe so. I think I think I remember reading that I believe, they did. I believe they got the credits. One of my favorite things... Okay, so uh, the song, um, like the title track, the All We Know Is Falling song, is about her, divor- is about her parents' divorce. Mm. Teenager. Um, and, uh, this is hilarious. She said that this album is heavily influenced by under oath failure. The Academy is, and this is perfect. Slipknot. <laughs> Slipknot. <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't have laughed harder when I read that. <laughs> I was like, have you listened to yeah. any of those bands? <laughs> I was listening to the record as I was reading about that. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. No way. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Slipknot at all. So- 
Okay, so now uh, they're going to tour the album. Now, I don't do a lot of research on touring because it's just it's, it's just a listing of shows they played. And sometimes it's interesting. When did they... How quickly? Because I know it only took them about three weeks to record the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it didn't take so. them long. They, they hit the road pretty quick because I have I have that they were uh, touring. They started touring December 2005. The album drops in 2005. <laughs> so they start touring like pretty quick. Um <laughs> They got a guy to uh, be the touring bass player. Uh, after five months, Jeremy Davis comes back. Comes back to the band. <laughs> to misses be, out on all the work to, of recording the album. To be the fucking bass player. Just comes back like, hey guys, I'm back now. Let's tour. Yeah. He said it, it was personal reasons that he left the first time. Yeah. I mean, he's a kid. He's a teenager. So right. I'm sure they had some dumb fucking fight. Puberty. Yeah. So then uh, Hunter Lamb replaces JC, Jason Bynum as the rhythm guitar player for this for their for their tour. They support a lot of really cool bands. This is creepy. I wrote this down because this is fucking creepy. So the first thing is they were voted uh, best new band by uh, Kerrang. Mm-hmm. And by readers of Kerrang, Haley Williams was voted number two sexiest female in 2006. Ew. She's a fuck. She's fucking 15 years Ew. old. Ew. What the fuck Ew. is wrong with readers of Kerrang mag- magazine in 2006? Not good, Kerrang. Yeah. Not good. Really Maybe there were fun. kids. Maybe there were kids on the... Yeah, but that's still so fun. <laughs> they shouldn't have let that happen. Well, it was voted by the readers. Yeah, that still is just questionable to me. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, that's about all I got on that album. What would you think about the album? I, I thought it was good. One of my favorite things that I read was uh, from one of the critics. He said... Paramore are for kids who think pink is not cool enough, but My Chemical Romance are too scary. Yeah. They want to rebel, but they have to be in bed by nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's really fucking good. That's really fucking good. Yeah, I, I definitely, um, I, I, I agree with the critics on most of this. I did enjoy it, um, but I, this is a common theme throughout a lot of the records. I get, I got bored, Me too. especially on this one, and the the different producers thing really stuck out. Yeah, I thought some of those songs sounded like they were like just not in the right place. It was so weird. The song "Here We Go Again," mm-hmm. uh, where it has the the disco groove in it. Yeah, and then it goes into like a heavier chorus. Yeah, I thought that was so strange. The whole, I mean, like because Paramore does that sort of stuff later down the road, and it doesn't feel strange. Yeah, but like it, I, I don't know. They they were kids. The oh, uh, also the song "Whoa" really annoyed the hell out of me because of the the chorus where he says or where they're doing the uh, just like the anthemic stuff. Oh yeah, God, it just pisses me off. Yeah, well, because I mean, again, again, they're, they're they're kids doing a pop punk record. In, yeah. in the prime of pop punk, so they're like the way they're writing music. I think from what it seems at the stage is like, how do we like we we only know these bands that are doing it, so. Yeah, and and then th- did you hear the scream at the end of My Heart? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> like, listen to the whole album from front to back, and it got and to then, that part. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, and then that happens. It's ridiculous. I really, I really wish Haley would have Haley Williams would have tried to do the scream because I know she's got it in her. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't think I'll ever listen to that album again. Yeah, I, I definitely won't. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's do a member check. We are at Haley Williams, the Pharaoh Brothers. Jeremy Davis has returned after leaving, and Hunter Lamb as rhythm guitar. All right, you ready for your next segment? Yes. Okay, listeners, you can all uh, participate at home if you'd like to, or whatever you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> this is a Haley Williams hair quiz. 
Okay? After every single album, I will ask a question about Haley Williams' hair color or hair type or whatever, and I'll give you options, and you can answer. Okay. Uh, Is there going to be some sort of giveaway? <laughs> you, can, you, can keep, you can keep points at home if you want to. I'll keep points for Dave. <laughs> I'm going to fail so bad. <laughs> I actually tested this out on my roommates this morning. I was like, okay, let's see if this quiz works, and they liked it. Uh, Brian probably did really well. She did. She did okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what color was her hair during this album cycle? Okay, I will take multiple answers as correct. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to give you choices. So, this album cycle is 2005 or 2007. Oh, okay. it's multiple choice. Yeah. Red, oh man. And that you for this one, you can give me multiple answers. I'm going to go red. Red, pink, blonde, black, multicolor, or auburn. The more the more you get correct, the more points you're going to get. There, is there no all of the above? There's no all of the above. <laughs> so I'm going to say red. Pink, blonde, and black. You only got two uh, correct. Son of a bitch. It was also Auburn. I don't even know what Auburn is. That's all right. I'm going to Google that right now. <laughs> okay, so you're so far at two points. Two points for the Haley Williams hair quiz. Do you know what the uh, what the overall... The what? top score would be? Yeah. I didn't do that. No, I should have done that. Well, next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You ready, ready for the next album? Yeah. 2007's Riot. Yeah. It has an exclamation point, right? Yes, yeah. and it's all capital. Yeah. It's very exciting. How angsty. Uh, this one got uh, uh, also mixed reviews, but mm-hmm. there were more positive ones this time. Well, and it's, it's to me, it's already immediately a better album. They had more time to write it. They yes. weren't as rushed. Yes, that is very, very true. Um, I've, got some, I've got some interesting quotes that are very, like... Uh, there are two sides of, of the argument. So one, uh, Jonathan Bradley from Stylus Magazine said, quote, immediately appealing because it focuses on sounds that have been neglected by the genre's frontrunners. This is an uncomplicated album of strikingly uncomplicated music, entirely <laughs> lacking in 15-word song titles. <laughs> it kind of feels like it's a good thing. Uh, Bradley also compared it to better songs from Kelly Clarkson and Avril Lavigne. Uh, so then this is another one I like. Uh, Gareth Dobson at Drowned in Sound said, quote, at 38 minutes long, it's mercifully brief, but still manages to feel like a double album for those who endure it. Oh my that God. is, those who don't manage to forget that it's on the stereo at all. Oh. People get your pop punk thrills somewhere else, at least somewhere where there are actual thrills to be had. Man. Uh, but it did reach number 15 on Billboard 200. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, that's not... That's. I wonder if that's saying much for the album or the timing. Like, what was going on at that time in music? I think music. it's both. I think yeah. it's. I think it's honestly both. And I mean, she had the marketing thing. Like, I mean, oh, I forgot to mention also way back when before they even like did the first album, her parents were driving them to on their tours. What? Yeah. Her, well, they probably had to. Yeah, they had to have uh, some sort of parent or guardian. Yeah, but Haley, but just Haley's parents are just always in the background. Right. Like, I, I, I haven't found, like, I, I found stuff that was mentioning them, but I mean, like, it seems to be implied they're just always there. So they were divorced. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that. I wonder if they took shifts or yeah. if, or if they broke up to make it more of a business. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the thing, yeah, make your, Speaking, da- make your daughter a business. Hey, you know, <laughs> lots of parents do it because they wanted to do something they, themselves and they yeah, didn't do it. That's very true. I'll do whatever for my kid. It's like, really? No, you're just trying to live vicariously through your children. Yeah. So the singles were Misery Business, Hallelujah, Crush, 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 and that's what you get. Fucking bangers of songs. <laughs> so good. Misery Hallelujah. Business. 
that's the first song I like in their entire discography. Really? Uh, the yeah, listening in the first two albums, uh-huh. uh, because of the way she phrases the chorus. Oh yeah, the totally. lyrics are cheesy, but the melody line is really the cool. Lyrics are always cheesy. Yeah, it's pop punk. We're not <laughs> we're not gonna get anything fucking like really great here. Um, so okay, so uh, this isn't this is not a member check, but let's just let's just go talk about it right here. Davis gets kicked out of the band again. He's gone. <laughs> the fucking bass players have gone again. They said he was lazy. Yeah, quote, his lack of work ethic and participation in things that Zach Haley and I didn't agree with. That's what Josh Farrow said. Uh, oh, but wait a second. He's back. <laughs> he comes back again and, and like basically agrees to do better. Was it like five months later? Uh, no, because they were still recording the record. Oh, okay. So like they start to record the record, and then they're like, see ya. And then they he's like, I want to come back. And they let him come back. Uh, then they get in uh, Taylor York as a new guitar player who will stay in the band for from here on out. Yeah, Taylor. Uh, he's fucking great. That's why I would say I would consider him up there with Haley in terms of lineup. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that that's, that's, that's fair. I'm just going to still just say it's Haley Williams. <laughs> um, so I, I just – I love all these quotes that I found that were just like so like pure with teenage energy. Uh so they titled it Riot because this is a quote from Haley Williams, quote, for us, the title Riot literally means an unbridled outburst of emotions. When we were <laughs> writing, it seemed like our thoughts and emotions were coming out so fast that we couldn't control them. It felt like there was a riot within us. That's beautiful. So the album takes our passion to a new level. It's just all raw energy. Hey, if that's what they felt at that time, yeah, can't true. knock them for it. I remember, yeah. I remember making music when I was that young and feeling that way. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's definitely something to be said about that. It's just the quote is just, I mean, like especially thinking about it from a teenager's mouth. It's like, yeah. oh, it's so teenagery. Very cringy. Very cringy. <laughs> Uh, they were uh, best band of 2007 from Alt Press, mm. and they were nominated for best new artist at the Grammys. Mm. Uh, they lost to Amy Winehouse that year. That's yep. Um, she was on top of the world. Was that back in black? Was yeah, that when, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it it was it was a good album for them. Uh, this is when kind of things start to make a turn though, because the Farrow Brothers drama starts to begin mm. here, mm. and. Uh, Strap in because this is great. The Pharaoh <laughs> Brothers shit is great. Basically, they they had to take a break from touring because Josh Pharaoh had like some personal issue with some with someone being Haley in the band, and they like took like they they canceled like five weeks of shows or something like that, and then came back and then did it all again. I'm surprised the label didn't drop them at any point. They or, were making a lot of money. Well, yeah, because, were, well, misery business was like a huge it's a hit fucking hit I mean, so so was that's what you get yeah but misery business to me was yeah for sure uh and it's a great song uh so yeah what did you think about the album uh i had mixed uh, kind of like you were saying before I, I got a little bored listening to it but i didn't really it was refreshing to listen to it after listening to the first album yeah um i liked hallelujah i liked when it rains thought the snare sounded great on when it rains yeah let the flames begin i wrote in my notes uh lame title alert (laughs) (laughs) along with that one and um what's it called for a pessimist i'm pretty optimistic that made me cringe a lot uh, uh, that that is a rough song title 
uh, it's so I mean they're a pop punk band yeah they're just they're, like the like that one review said they're like at least they're lacking in the long stupid titles well lacking but that's still a long ass <laughs> title that's it's like uh let the flames begin goes right into miracle the song miracle i couldn't tell they were different songs which right. is what i feel like this album does to me it like doesn't nothing sticks out and each song is different so yeah yeah, yeah. for sure crush uh, crush crush is a dumb song name it is a dumb song name. and the, i think it's a good song and the song yeah but i can't stand when they do the one two three four yeah it's that's like pretty rough. give it up give it yeah. up i won't say i haven't done that on a recording though <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's the end of Riot. Uh, all right, member check. Oh, God. Oh, we're, we're actually doing pretty well here. Haley yeah. Williams, the Farrow Brothers. Uh, Taylor. Jer- Jeremy Davis and Taylor York. We're, this is, like, this is, I think, like, the ideal situation for Paramore at yeah. the time. I mean, as long, if they were getting along, then this would have this would have been a good band to continue until yeah. now, right? Um, they're still kids. Like, today? Well, no, I mean... No. Oh, I was like, no, they're older. They're dude. older. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus, I know. All right, you ready for a Haley Williams hair quiz? <sighs> no. <laughs> this, one, this one's simple. Um, when this album came out, when Riot came out in 2007, uh, was her hair blonde, red, orange, or pink? <clears throat> blonde. It was orange. Fuck! So you're still at two points. Yeah. Okay. So now we're on to Brand New Eyes. Brand New Eyes. The singles were, come on, notes. <laughs> Ignorance, Brick by Boring Brick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. Yes, we're going to have fun with this one. Uh, the Only Exception, Careful, and Playing God. Cool. So uh, got, it got reviewed very well. People fucking loved it. They were really embracing the fact that the band matured. Like, yeah. Reviewers were so into it. Uh, it has 11 songs. All, all their albums have been about the same length, somewhere about like 45 minutes, 40 minutes. So this is uh, this is no, this is this is basically just part of their natural progression at this point. What yeah. we're seeing with these first three albums is like, hey, this is what happens if you get a group of talented young teenagers and progress them correctly. Yeah. And this is an album that I think truly shows how much they have uh, matured. Debuted at number two on Billboard 200. Good for them. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, a uh, couple quotes that I liked about the process of recording it. So uh, Williams said, quote, we're all growing up. And sometimes when you're growing up, you're not always growing together. You're not always growing together. Yeah, it's very. Okay, Dr. Phil Williams. <laughs> Bill Bill Williams. Bill Williams. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but but I, I mean, it, it, is, it is important to note that because of all this growth um, and maturing, she did. She did try new lyrics out, um, and she was trying to be more. Uh, I don't think she's trying to be edgy. I think she's trying to be more real. Yeah. But um, and then uh, Josh Farrow said, "Quote: Riot was a kitty album, <laughs> but we had to do that to get to this point." Which I agree with. I yeah. When I read that, I was like, "Oh yeah, this that totally." Made. I felt that when I was listening to the album. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, 2010 rolls around, and the Farrow brothers leave. <laughs> Now, I am not going to read the entire statement to everybody who is listening to this podcast right now because you will all stop listening. And I don't want to read the I read the whole thing this morning. How I read long it is when it? I found it's very long. I'm just going to let you just see how long that is. That's I'll, it. We'll have someone link it. Um, oh. But yeah, so it's 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 really hard to find actually. It's not really hard to find. It's on Reddit, but like the original blog post is gone. So, here's the thing. 
uh, Haley posted on the Paramore website that Zach and Josh Farrow were no longer in the band. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Farrow was very upset about this because he had told her that he had made a statement and he wanted to be the first one to say that we are leaving the band. Oh, she undercut him. So that's the whole theme of this whole thing. So uh, I'm gonna just try to just try to pick and choose some stuff that I really liked from this that I I think are important notes. Some a lot of this is just covering the history of the mm. band, right? Uh, which we just did. So reading this was kind of like fuck. I I already know, but there are definitely some uh, interesting things about this. I'll read the first paragraph and then I'll kind of skip around. So he says uh, he apologizes for uh, Haley posting before him. He was not very happy about that. Um, and then he says, I did not think Haley's version told the whole story, at least from our perspective, and hopefully this will explain a thing, uh, a, a bit about why we are leaving. So he explains the whole thing about how they formed, which you already went through. Yeah. But he also talks about uh, how she got signed and they didn't know anything about it. Oh, so she gets signed to Atlantic, and and they aren't part of any part of that. They don't they, sign anything. Oh, wow. They are just told to go where they're, like, you're going here, okay? So uh, he says, we traveled to L.A. a few weeks later for a showcase, and it was a nightmare. Haley's manager would tell the band to be in the lobby of the hotel at a certain time, but he and Haley wouldn't show for hours. We found out that they had been meeting with record, labels exe- record label executives all morning without us. Which is totally weird, given that this wasn't simply a solo artist, but we are a band. Right. The band was in the dark the whole time. After many meetings between Haley, her manager, and the labels, they decided to sign her to Atlantic. We didn't understand why Haley was on- was the only one signing the contract, since we were told this was a, quote, band. But we were too young to grasp all of this. So far, Zach and I haven't signed any other label, although I guess our part of Paramore sure could. Uh, next thing we knew, we were having a signing party for Haley. So then they had to re-record all the demos, and like I said, so so the demos were already recorded by session musicians. Oh. So then they were like, "Cool, you're the band. You're gonna re-record it." Even though Hallelujah was one of those demos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So even though even though they weren't signed time to anything, they were like, "Cool, you're gonna re-record the whole thing." So then that's when they record it, and the label goes back and says, eh, "Shit," and uh, <laughs> wants to like kick them all out. So then he goes through the whole thing with you know, Jeremy Davis leaving and blah 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 blah. Um, so I'm going to read two paragraphs for you guys because they are at least one because they're great. Haley claimed that this record reunited us as a band referring to brand new eyes. Um, this record reunited us as a band and made us grow closer together. When in reality, we were all growing further apart. Suddenly the band had split into two sides. Touring became more difficult since we couldn't agree on anything. The friendships our band once had were no longer existent. Uh, he quotes a lot of Bible stuff in here. I know he and he did. I watched some like document document. What the hell is that word? I can't say right now. Documentary. documentary? What the hell just happened? I watched some of the stuff and he was just like, I prayed a lot mm-hmm. and we got the I was yeah. Like, wow. So uh, one of my favorite ones he gets one of the, my favorite ones he says is uh, Haley presented lyrics to us that were really negative and we didn't agree with. For example, quote the truth never set me free which contradicts what the Bible says in John 8.32, quote, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We fought her about her lyrics misrepresenting the band and what we stood for, but in the end, she got her way. Instead of fighting her any longer, we decided to just roll over and let it go. And then this stuff starts to happen. Uh, They all get upset on tour. Uh, After a lot of 
Quote, after a lot of prayer and counsel, Zach and I came to the decision that it was time to leave the band. We truly feel that God is leading us elsewhere and is going to do great things with us. The intention of this statement was not to belittle and or disgrace the rest of the band. It was simply to clarify our decision for leaving and our desire to finally tell you guys the truth. Uh, and yeah, a lot more God stuff in here. So that's, uh, I mean, in a nutshell, they weren't happy with how things were arranged. And also it sounded like they wanted to uh, wait, chalk it up to creative differences. So yeah, I think I think that like the creative differences thing is definitely a part of it. I also think that um, they, I mean, like we've been saying the whole time, they're just too young. They're yeah. just way too young. That's and, a lot for kids to take on. And to consider the fact also that Josh did write a lot of stuff. Josh was a big part of the writing process. And for him to not be able to sign anything at all, and to not be a part of the whole like negotiation. I mean, yeah, he's a kid, but so was Haley. Haley was younger than Josh, I think. Right. So it's like it's weird to think about in Josh's position what what else would anybody else do? You know? Didn't he help with some of the lyrics too? He did. He yeah. did. But it all came down to Haley. It was all Haley. It was. I mean, and, and I think that probably Haley is a nice person. Yeah. But there was just something about that situation that just was like Haley's the bad guy. I wonder. I wonder how much of it was like her decision because i don't i haven't i didn't read about it so i wonder if if oh. she was the one being like yes i want it to go this way or if it was her parents or the or even if she knew about it yeah i think it was probably a good mix of it but i bet it was mostly her yeah the statement implies that it was mostly her and record executives wow um so you know if you want to read the statement everybody it's 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 a good read but we also gave you already a lot of what it talks about which is how the band formed mm-hmm. uh which is just exhausting. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, then after they leave, um, they they release an EP called the Singles Club, and this is the only this is the first thing recorded without the Farrell brothers. Mm. Uh, and Josh Farrell forms a band called Novel American. So, did you like this album? Um, I liked it more than the other one, like the previous like one. Yeah, I liked it more, uh, but didn't really enjoy it until until the song all i wanted which i think is the last song on the album it's like the that vocal break in the middle of the song unbelievable yeah also that's the only song they haven't performed live interesting yeah that's that's really interesting i think because of that vocal break probably so i i i liked this album a lot uh i agree with the whole growth thing these these like like i said these three albums are all pop punk and you're gonna listen to these albums, and you're gonna you're gonna you know what you're gonna get to a, a certain point. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about these albums that are different than any other pop punk album is that they have a better singer. Haley is incredible. Yeah, that's the only thing that I'm gonna say about it that makes it different. Oh, and it's not as heavy than some than like some pop punk. They have some heavy. They have some yeah. some heavy breakdown parts, but yes. there's still like like the discoy stuff. There's a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of chanting, yeah, like a lot of. It anthem. Leans, it leads in. It leans into the pop thing pretty heavily. Yeah. While still being a pop punk thing. Do you like it for a pop punk album, or do you like it just as an album? I like it as an album. I I liked. I think Riot was the only one I liked as a pop punk album, and then uh, all the rest of the albums. I didn't like the first album. Me neither. Riot. I like it as a pump, pop punk album. I like all the other ones as pop albums. Mm. Just albums, not pop right. albums. Okay. So. Uh, that was uh, a journey, and uh, bye bye, Feral Brothers. Maybe. Um, Stay tuned. <laughs> so, member check. 
Haley Williams, Taylor York, and Jeremy Davis. <laughs> really, it's like you you wouldn't think that Jeremy Davis would still be there after he quit twice. Yeah, yeah. You, I, I I also wouldn't feel very confident in the guy. We will get into why he's there. Okay, because there's a there's a whole thing about why he stayed. Um, Money. Well, yeah. All right. Haley Williams hair quiz. Oh man. From 2009 to 2011, Haley Williams only changed her hair three times. Wow. <laughs> In those two years, what color did she not dye her hair? Oh. Pink, green, orange, or blonde? Blonde. It was green. Fuck. I thought I remember seeing... Erwin having green hair. Yeah, she has green hair, just not between the years of 2009, 2011. Man, I don't even, like... <laughs> <laughs> There's, they're like, I'm so happy I found this. I thought of this idea, and I was like, this is going to be fun, but I have to, like, research to find. And there is straight up, a, a like, a genius, a genius website that has all of the albums and all of her hair colors and you can click it and look at pictures of what she, she looks like with that hair color. Someone has too much time on their fucking hands. I was like, thank you. This is helping me so much. <laughs> all right. You ready for ready to move on? Yes, I am. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, we're, at, we're really moving on here to the self-titled album Paramore, just Paramore released in 2013 and it's too long. It is, what, an hour and eight minutes or something? 17 songs. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, critics loved it. Um, uh, Matt Collar for All Music uh, said, quote, the record's collaborative foundation crackles on every track, but Haley Williams, a ballsy, extroverted frontwoman with a voice big enough to stop time, proves unequivocally to be the cunning talent of the band, no matter how vital York and Davis may be. Mm. Debuted at number one on Billboard 200. There you go. It also got them their first Grammy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for, what was it? Uh, it was for Ain't It Fun. Yeah, which I think is a mistake. It's best a, rock song? Yeah, it sh- yeah. should have been for Still Into You, because that song has been uh, on repeat since I remembered that it existed. Well, and I, <laughs> honestly, would you consider that a rock song? Ain't It Fun? Yeah. Well, no, but I mean... Uh, There's distortion. I don't know what they were up against. That well, yeah. I don't know what the cat. I don't know who all was in the category because it's hard to say with like the rock genre for the Grammys. They put a lot of stuff in weird places, right? Um, so yeah, this album was a pretty big success. The singles were uh, um, now, now still into you, daydreaming, and ain't it fun? Yeah, I think it's a great album. Produced by Justin Middell Johnson. Yep, who was the bassist for Beck and Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, he's a, he's an incredible, incredible bass player. Tell me about it. Tell oh, me about he's it. so good. Is he, is he so good? He's so good. Dave's a bass player. Yeah. Uh, so he also previously produced records for M83 and Neon Trees, and I love Neon Trees stuff. It sounds so good. I, well, I've never heard a Neon Trees song. You have. Not that I know of. Um, uh, I'll, uh, whatever, I'll do it later. <laughs> um, <laughs> They get a guy named uh, Elon Rubin. I think that's how you say his name. He becomes the session drummer for the uh, recording. Uh, he had also played with Nine Inch Nails. Mm. So I'm that's a the, weird fit. Yeah, but Is sounded, that a weird fit? He, he sounded great. He also yeah. played with Angels and Airwaves. So there that was, all was over the place. some crossover there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What, 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 do you, what, what else you got on this? Uh, it's their last album with... Jeremy Davis as the bass player. Oh, oh. Did um, I jump the gun? Oh, no. I'm, I'm ready to get into it. You ready okay. to fucking get into this Let's shit? Let's get into this shit. Oh, yes. 
See ya again for the third time. Bye. Uh, so he quits. It's for legal reasons. So uh, they, he quits in 2015. They reach a settlement in 2017. So here is uh, the claim. Here's like the, the main argument Davis was making. Quote, Davis claimed in his initial lawsuit that he was responsible for decision making, including hiring advisors, hiring musicians, stage crew, and equipment managers, plus creating and managing staging and lighting and any array of other duties. He said those duties made him a partner in the band's business and entitled him to more money than he'd been receiving. So I think he was living on high for a while. Mm -hmm. He was doing a lot of work. Mm -hmm. If any of that's true, he was doing a lot of work and he suddenly probably got old enough and realized I should be making, this isn't fair. And I agree with him. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Paramore's uh, legal response is the same that we heard in Slipknot's previous thing, uh, is that Paramore claimed that he was just a hired gun. He was just a hired musician. And uh, they reached a settlement. No one knows what the settlement was. But yeah. Bye. <laughs> He's gone. Gone for good this time. He, Well, I mean, uh, he could come back, I guess, like on their next record. I think he will. God, I hope not. That's just so, it's so exhausting. <laughs> I love teenage drama. This is this it's like a poorly written teenage drama television show. Well, at this point they're not really teenagers. No, but it still acts this. I mean like, you know, like 30-year-olds play teenagers on television. That's so, true. you know, it's so there's some kind of crossover there. Yeah. I think. Um, okay, so I, I also like this quote from Haley Williams. Uh, the self-titled aspect of the whole thing is definitely a statement. Yes. <laughs> I feel like it's not only reintroducing the band to the world, but even to ourselves. Dot, dot, dot. By the end of it, it felt like we were a new band. I love that. It's definitely a statement. Yeah. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, they went through a lot. Yeah, they definitely went through. A, I mean, losing the Pharaoh Brothers was definitely a big loss. We're we're just talking about all that they went through. Imagine yeah. actually going through that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Because <laughs> at this point, they've been a band for almost ten years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they and they're 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 probably now in their mid twenties. Yeah. So starting to do different things in life. Yeah, yeah. So I really liked this album. What did you like the most? What did I, uh, 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 I, I liked Still Into You the most. I, like I said, it's just been on repeat since I've remembered it was a, cause like, so every time I would go to listen to an album, so I knew that, uh, Misery Business was on Riot mm-hmm. and that was all I remembered of their singles. Yeah. I don't know why I forgot all the other singles cause they were all on the radio and I, um, scrolling through each album and I was like, oh, 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 these are all like, oh, I forgot about these. So <laughs> when I got to this album, I was scrolling through and I was like, Oh my God. Like I yeah. forgot about still into you and I yeah. put it on and I mean, that riff is just so good. It's so good. I have so much Paramore floating around in my head. Yeah. That's that. Like I said, that song has been on repeat. I'm not listening to the, like the rest of the music. Um, so I think that, I think that song is great. They had a bunch of other really good songs, but I did get bored on this album cause it's so fucking long. It's very long. It's so not the interludes are so stupid. I, uh, yes, I couldn't agree more. I fucking hate it. It's so, annoying. it's a, such a waste. Cause I think that they could have, they could have saved those for like flesh them out, made them full on songs, made, like something else yeah. and put it on a different album. Yeah. But it's ugh, God. my yeah. favorite song on this is last hope. Yeah, that's a good one. I think Ankle Biters is like a hidden a hidden gem on that one. Yeah. Ankle Biters was great. Uh, it's towards the back end. It's it's right after Still Into You. So I thought I should just listen to that one time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I wrote down this record feels like a pop record uh, with ec- a pop punk record with extra pop on top and on the side. You wrote that? Yeah. Oh my god. 
I hope someday it's like uh, <laughs> reviewing, looking back on Paramore's th- thing, one podcast <laughs> called uh, Don't Feed the Artist. <laughs> and then they quote you on that because that's fucking hilarious. He's so good. Well, one, one critic called it Power Pop, and I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Ready for a member check? Let's do the member, member check. check. <laughs> Haley Williams and Taylor York. And that is it. <laughs> we only got two members in this band. They had touring members. They had session members. Yeah. But they had session members even on the first album. They had people coming in and do things that, were le- that weren't the main members. So this right. band has always been more than just the band. But now we only have two fucking members. So, of course, it's just it's more than that. Yeah. Uh, all right. I got, I, got a, I got a good Haley Williams hair quiz for you. <laughs> Okay, from 2013 to 2017, her hair changed quite a lot. How many times do you think it changed? Five times, seven times, ten times, or twelve times? Bonus points if you can get one color. Um, More bonus points for every color you guessed correctly. Go over the numbers again. Five, seven, ten, or twelve? I'll go ten. Correct. Yes. Can, can you guess a color or two or ten? Red. Uh, no. Really? There is <laughs> no red. It's like the only color. <laughs> she, did, she did not dye her hair red in those four years. Damn it! <laughs> Do you want to guess one more time? Um, the safe answer is blonde, but I'm so I'm not going to say that. Um, I'll say orange. Yes, I will I will actually give you two points for that because her hair was orange. It was half pink, half orange at Ooh. one point. It was short I'll give you three points. It was short cut orange. Oh. Uh, Does that count as a different hair color though? Uh the, if you the change co- the style. The, the color was slightly different. Yes. Oh. Uh green and bleach blonde at the same time. It was blonde. It was green and okra. It was blue. It was purple. And it was yellow. And then she started her own hair dye company. Appropriate. Called. <laughs> <laughs> called. Can't even say it. All one word. Good in lowercase. Dye in uppercase, like hair dye, and then in lowercase, young. So <sighs> good dye, young. All one word. It's so good. It's all vegan and cruelty-free hair dye, which is cool. I also wrote down that she is probably the number one customer of her own company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least, at least in that in, in that span of time. Uh, so yeah. So uh, you're at what are you? You're at um, six points. Uh, I don't know. You're at six points now. I'm not even keeping track. Uh, okay. Here we go. We're almost there. See, we're doing pretty good. I think. I yeah. We're pretty good. We're, we're powering through this shit. Uh, the shitstorm that is a terribly written uh, teenage drama. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're on to After Laughter from 2017. Uh, 12 songs. Uh, critics loved it. Yeah, they I, really I, did. I, yeah, it was, they, they fucking loved it. Um, but what I'll say really, what was really cool was that a lot of the critics for the first time loved somebody else that was not Haley Williams. Taylor. Taylor got a lot of attention for this album. As he should have. Yeah, he did a ton. He did a ton of stuff on this album. As well as being, uh, like, he did a lot of production credits with the guy that produced Paramore. So he, or like the, like the self Justin Middle Johnson, yeah. yeah. So the two of them produced a lot of it together as yeah. well as him writing guitar and keyboard parts for the whole thing. Oh, man, I would he's, and, and Marimba, and yeah, he's he got so many, like. A lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. 
uh, they posted a bunch of pictures that gave away that he was the producer and that gave away that Zach Farrow was back, baby. <laughs> Drummer Zach Farrow uh, returns. Uh, shocker, right? Someone quits Paramore and then comes back. Wow. <laughs> Uh, so he claimed that he was not uh, joining the band. He was just going to record drums on the album and then call it a day. And then in 2017, <clears throat> he decided, yes, I am going to rejoin the band. He said, quote, he wanted to reignite those friendships and relationships. And then he also said, quote, it felt like they hadn't skipped a beat. Well, the younger brother. I wonder, I wonder if it was the older brother that was... I think it was. I think I totally think Josh was pushing the whole thing along. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, maybe rightfully so. Again, I don't know whose side is correct, uh, but uh, he he was one hundred percent pushing his little brother to leave. Yeah. Um, the singles were "Hard Times," "Told You So," "Fake Happy," "Rose Colored Boy," and "Caught in the Middle." Yeah. So what I like to do with albums, especially for this, is I like to guess what songs were the singles. I don't look it up until afterwards. And on this on this album, I was like, wow. Like the first five songs could all be singles. <laughs> Four of them were. So, <laughs> so uh, but I mean, that's how a lot. That's how a lot of the album felt to me. A lot of the album felt like these could all be singles. These are all really good songs. They blend together pretty well until the end. Like the last couple songs are good, but they don't really feel like the same album. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it gets real dark towards the end. This is not a pop punk album. No, not at all. It's like an '80s new wave this is a pop album. Pop album. <laughs> yeah, this is a straight up pop record. It's by far. By far my favorite Paramore album. Yeah, like so. That's so the good. that's the reason I wanted to do Paramore, and then we started listening to. The, I started listening to the music, and I was like, shit. Yeah, <laughs> that album is very very good. I think that their self titled is close to being better than this one. If it wasn't an hour and however long, and You're had right. a bunch of dumb fucking interludes. On Those it. interludes are so stupid. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to that album again and take the interludes out and just see if it's if it's better. Just gonna make a playlist. Yeah, I'll make a little playlist. I th- it's like it's like their discography gets better as they go. Yeah, like, I would rank the albums, like, fifth album as yes, number one. Yeah. And continue I, on that way. I think that uh, it really just shows that they started... They, they didn't start... Okay, we've been saying they started too young. I don't think they started too young. I think they were they were kids, and they were talented, and they had the right people behind them, and they were able to go do this thing, and that's fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to watch them grow up. I think that's a really like we, we, we got to watch this these group of kids actually progress musically and grow musically and become better at what they were doing, which is really fucking cool. Because I mean, it's, it's so easy to see those young like young musicians and young actors and anybody in those fields just sort of start to fade away at a certain point. Yeah. Or they or they like get into like you know drugs or a bad scene or whatever. Yeah. And Haley did have a lot of problems. I mean, she also she herself got divorced and she has been through a lot of stuff. But, uh, I mean, she still grew as a musician constantly. And, I mean, it, she never got to be a worse singer. She was just so, just always just so good. Yeah. So fucking good. Yeah. It's, uh, like, my my favorite song on the album is uh, 26. I think that's the thing throughout their discography is I really like when they do slower, ballady yeah. songs. Uh, the song Misguided Ghosts, that yeah. song on uh, was, that was on... Um, it was on Riot, I it think. It was on Riot. Man, that. No, it was on the one after it. it or, was, yeah, uh, Brand New Eyes. Yeah, brand, it was on Brand New Eyes. Misguided Ghost is, that's such a good song. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, 26 is great. That whole album is just, it's just a really good album. Yeah. It's not too long. It's really well put together. Uh, so now we're caught up to present day Paramore, who is still a band. They're still touring. 
Don't know if they're going to release anything anytime soon, but... I thought they were on a hiatus right now. Are they on hiatus? I think so. Oh, uh, well. I th- recently. I don't think it's going to last. I don't think so either. Nothing they do is... But is I think it was because Haley was busy with her business and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and taking some time. So, uh, member check. We've got Haley Williams, Taylor <laughs> York, and Zach Farrow. Yeah. Three members in the band. But we've got a really strong three. I mean, yeah. honestly, bye-bye, Jeremy Davis. Just don't come back. Exactly. Uh, just don't be and there. Th- their, their touring bass player has been... Uh, the, the same guy since yeah. they released this album. Yeah. And so, the, the tours looked great and yeah. the live show. Did you watch any of the live footage? I, I didn't for this, but I had I had watched it before because I almost went to go see them. And I was like, I wonder what it's like. And I mean, it just, it's so good. Did you see uh, No Friend? Did you see that live? No, I, I remember watching Hard Times live and was <sighs> like just completely blown away by it. With Me Without You's lead singer? Oh. Yeah. The, wow. When they do that live... Man, I'll, after we're done, I'll show you some a clip of. Uh, we'll put it in the we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, of t- uh, Taylor just like flipping out. He ends up throwing his guitar on the ground and like holy shit, punching his pedals and stuff like that. Oh my it's God. super intense live. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. All right, one last uh, Haley Williams hair quiz. God, I suck will, at this. Then we will do um, uh, an in conclusion. Yeah. So uh, between 2017 and now. Did she ever have her natural hair color? I'm going to just say yes. It's, it's like did. a loaded question. She did. Bonus question. Uh-oh. Don't uh, ask me what it is. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. It's unrelated. Unrelated bonus question, but I thought it was good. Uh, she has a product called Poser Paste and for, from her company. What do you think Poser Paste is? Um, damn. Is it... I mean, is it hair gel? No. It, or 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 is it shugu? The fuck is shugu? Shugu is something that skateboarders use when your when your shoe gets busted out. No. You can, okay. Uh, it is it is basically um, lube. <laughs> yeah, a hair a hair dye company <laughs> released shugu and lube. That's why I don't. That's why. I'm, that's why I'm not a business owner. <laughs> I'm a bass player, not an entrepreneur. It's like a temporary color you can just add in. It's like a paste. You just put it in oh. your hair and it's temporary color. So she would like have like her silver hair at the time. Yeah. And she would just like put like pink on her bangs. I should have guessed that. Why did I not guess that? I don't know why you guessed shoe goo. Uh, well, poser <laughs> poser paste. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh so uh you did get one point correct there. So you're you're at seven points. Uh listeners, if you're still you're still here with us, uh Tell us, uh, why don't you send us or Instagram us or tweet at us what your score was in the <laughs> Haley Williams hair quiz. Uh, okay. So uh, I had so much fun listening to Paramore. I think I came off a little bit more negative than I than I really was doing this. And it was because I did get bored listening to some of the stuff. But in reality, I really, this was so much fun. I uh, it's It's been a really refreshing thing to do. Uh, in this time that I've like a time of my life, it's just to have like just really positive sounding pop punk music to just go back yeah. and listen to. Yeah. Uh, when it wasn't boring. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, <laughs> there, there, there were boring moments, but I couldn't think of, of, of a fucking pop punk band that wouldn't have a, a couple of boring moments. That's you know? true. It's, it, it's a genre that doesn't suggest itself to consistently being new, which is why they changed. I think it's a big, I mean, they also grew up, but I mean, they, they, they changed because they, 
like they had to. Well, yeah, I mean the lineup changes will have an effect on that too. Like yeah, when you're left true. here, because Taylor writing most of the songs for the for After Laughter, yeah, it's gonna change. He kind of just zoned in and started doing a bunch of different stuff, which is great. Yeah, um, I, I I also noted that I really wish that someone would have like just fucking like hit me when I was a high schooler and been like, <laughs> like made me listen to this. Yeah, because as a high schooler, I, I listening to the first two albums especially, I was like, I, why why did no one make me listen to this? Well, yeah, I think I wonder if it had to do with anything. The fact that it was like people were comparing, kept comparing them to like Avril Lavigne and like right. uh, it's like oh a female f- lead singer, let's bring up Avril Lavigne if it's you know pop punk stuff. But I don't, yeah. I didn't see any comparison at all. I think they I were not. closer to like. Uh, maybe under oath, which is uh, yeah, minus maybe. the screaming, yeah, except for the end of that <laughs> <laughs> out of that nowhere, terrible fucking Un- scream. Yeah. But I mean, they did say they were inspired by under oath of that first record. Yeah, so. and it, the music kind of sounds like that to me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, not. I, I think under oath is just heavier, but that's like the main difference. Yeah, I wonder if they mentioned it because uh, they're they're a Christian uh, band. Yeah, because Paramore was and still is. I don't think they are anymore, but. Like they started off having a lot of that with their lyrics. Yeah, well, and some of the some of the music sounds like stuff that you would play at a church now. Yeah, like and, the contemporary Christian music stuff. Yeah, and the interesting thing about that too is, I mean, I think like so Haley had a like was writing lyrics with a lot of uh, Christian stuff in mind, but then when it started to change, like that's when Josh Farrow got really upset. Yeah, and was like, I'm not going to be involved in this if you're going to. A big part of it, I think, was he was like, you're you're straying away from what we believed in, what we believe in. So right. that's not okay with me. But I mean, it's also a reaction to her having depression and anxiety, exactly. And, like, yeah, getting divorced and mm-hmm. you know all the stress that's going on with the band. Yeah. You're going to write dark stuff if you're in that dark time and you're being an honest writer. Yeah. Yeah, very true. I would have let it slide, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I would suggest people go go listen to some of this stuff, especially yeah. After Laughter. If you like After Laughter, then maybe just don't listen to other stuff. But. Well, the, the self-titled is not such a far stretch from After Laughter. Yeah, it's just, it's just you just got to get through some shit. Yeah. Definitely go check out the singles, which I hate saying, but the singles are really good. Every, yeah. And they, they dropped like five singles for every, for every on every record. Yeah. So and they, they should have. Yeah, they definitely should have. Except for, I can tell you right now, I don't remember a single song from the first album. No, yeah, don't listen to that. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. You can just ignore that album. I mean, considering the fact that Josh called Riot kitty music, I I have only, I could only imagine what he has to say about the first album. Yeah. Nothing, nothing fucking good. Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, that's all I've got on Paramore. I'll, I'll still listen to After Laughter. Yeah, And I'm totally. super excited to hear what they come out with next. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for thanks for listening to us talk about Paramore. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find us uh, on social media and uh, go uh, subscribe and rate and review to the podcast. It actually helps. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, next up, next up, uh, me and Dave are going to uh, do. Oh, I don't know this. Did uh, you tell me? Nope. Okay. I decided this morning what we're going to do. Oh, shit. And I didn't even. I thought about it, and I said, "Here's a, gen- a fucking bad idea." This is going to be a genuine reaction. I thought this was going to be a. Very, I I think it is a bad idea, but uh, and I I actually don't know if. Jackson and Adam have already done this. Uh, I don't think they have, though. I'd be shocked if they did. Uh, we're going to do Britney Spears. <gasps> <laughs> I'm excited because, like, some, some hearing some of that pop music now from that era, like the earlier stuff, I'm yeah. like, man, this is great instrumentally. 
Well, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, God. It's a bad idea. <laughs> this is a bad idea. We'll Thank see. you. <laughs> oh, my God. Bye. Bye, everybody. Hard times.